what better gift to receive than these words of the resurrected Christ? Peace be with you. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for this morning. Uh, I'd like to lift up again just verse 21. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer, our risen Savior, our King. Amen. Okay, so where do we go from here? I'm not sure that the Lord's disciples at this point in time in the gospel lesson were asking that kind of a question. I mean, it had only been 12 hours since the Marys had come and told them about having seen the risen Christ. And that was a news enough for them to try to begin to wrap their minds around and their hearts around, let alone beginning to wonder, well, what comes next? Where do we go from here? After all, they were behind locked doors, weren't there? And there was still plenty for them to fear, let alone fearing and worrying about the future. So I rather doubt that they were asking, where do we go from here? I think more it was like they were asking, what will happen to us next? Now, at this point, I'm going to wonder out loud something about our congregation, Shepherd of the Pines Lutheran Church, and the ongoing pastoral vacancy that you are experiencing. Now, it's well over a year and a half since we've been in this vacancy. And believe it or not, I can see some similarities between the state of mind of the apostles and the disciples as they were gathered in the upper room there that first Easter evening and us as, as a congregation. And he, here's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering which of these two questions that we're asking, that due to the, the length of the vacancy, and, and as we are in this vacancy and the calling process, you hear more and more and experiencing more and more the, the difficulty of finding another pastor, the shortage of pastors that there is, the realization that not every pastor will be a Pastor Mark Markshausen, not every pastor will be a Pastor Bob Trinkline. As we deal with all of those realities in our current situation, are we asking, what's going to happen to us next? Or are we asking, where do we go from here? What do you think? You know, while it might be more understandable that we're asking, what will happen to Shepherd of the Pines next? Is that really the question that we should be asking? Or instead, should we be asking this? Okay, where do we go from here? I think the answer as to which of those two questions is the one for us to focus on, is to be found in what Jesus said to his disciples when he appeared to them on that evening of the day of his resurrection. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side. 
So now let's just stop here for a second. And, and let's see something in this scene of the appearance, the first appearance of the resurrected Jesus to his disciples, that first appearance in that room where they were gathered for fear behind locked doors. Let's see something in Jesus that I think will give to us and create in us and be a great source of comfort and strength and encouragement, not only in the current collective situation as a congregation where we're maybe wondering, okay, what will happen next to what might be going on in your life? As Steve alluded to in his opening prayer this morning, what might be going on in your life which has you wondering and asking, what will happen next? So see this about Jesus, okay? See how he enters fully into the lives of the disciples during their time of fear. See that he enters into their lives and he doesn't belittle them for being behind locked doors, their fears. He doesn't, he doesn't minimize what they are afraid of on the other side of those locked doors. He lovingly speaks to their fears. And not only does he lovingly, lovingly speak to their fears, but he also combines it with actions to address their fears. He shows them his hands and his side. And he says to them, peace be with you. And so it is that then it says in John's gospel, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And the point for us in this is this, just as there was nothing which could prevent Jesus from entering into that upper room behind the locked doors where the disciples were in hiding, even though those doors were locked, there's nothing that can prevent him from entering fully into your life and your situation to bring to you his peace. In fact, right now, through his word, he is present here in your life. He comes into our lives through, through the words of John. Jesus is here to say to you, peace, peace, peace be with you. It's this, this truth about Jesus, this peace be with you, which gives us the joy of knowing he lives and knowing that he lives and that he is with us, that he enters into our lives no matter what the situation is, no matter what it is that has us wondering what's going to happen to us next. When will that shoe drop? It is just knowing his presence through his word that gives us that peace, that peace that passes all understanding. And it's just that truth that can empower us 
to change from asking a question that's shaped by our fears, what will happen to us next, to instead asking a question that's shaped by our faith. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? As a congregation, what's, what's our calling now post-resurrection of Jesus Christ? As individuals, what's our purpose? Having celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what does he want us to do? Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What's our post-resurrection purpose? Where do we go from here? What's God calling us to be? And what's he calling us to do? Well, within the context of the rest of today's gospel lesson, which includes Jesus saying to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And the words that end this section of the gospel, words about Jesus doing many more miraculous signs that weren't written down, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name, using that as context, this is what Jesus is calling us to be, and this is what he's sending us out to do. He's sending us out to tell others about Jesus so that they can believe and they can have the peace of his presence and they can have the peace of sins forgiven and they can have the peace of eternal life even as we have that peace in his word. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you to tell others about Jesus. It does hinge on our telling others about Jesus, them receiving the gift of faith. Listen to what Paul says in Romans. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. You know, it took them a while. But the disciples finally figured it out, didn't they? They were being sent out to tell others about the risen Christ. Now, the most immediate example of that would have happened 50 days later. On the day of Pentecost, what a transformation between 12 men hiding behind locked doors and what we see 50 days later. Because on that day, Peter told a whole bunch of people about Jesus. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And Luke goes on to tell us that about 3,000 people came to faith that day. 
So how do we tell others about Jesus? Here's one way to tell others about Jesus. Vacation Bible School. June 4th, right, Brenda? Sunday evening, June 4th. Invite the children and the families in your neighborhoods to Vacation Bible School. Then not only will the children hear about Jesus through the word that's taught that week, but the moms and the dads who bring those children will also come into contact with the good news of Jesus as they come and bring their children here. That's one way that we can do that. Another way is for you to invite your unchurched friends or family members to come and join you for a time of worship here. Or if there's someone who's a part of the congregation that you haven't seen in a while, to invite them to come back and listen to God's word. Or a co-worker of yours to invite them to, to come. You know, you also tell others about Jesus with your lifestyle. This used to be the case when I lived in St. Cloud. I could tell on a Sunday morning if we had snow Saturday night, I could tell who was going to church and who wasn't going to church by the tracks in and out of the drive, uh, the, the, the garage. So you know what the car tracks that you left today tell your neighbors? They're a witness about Jesus, aren't they? That when your neighbors saw you leaving your home or when people saw you pulling into this parking lot. With your life, with your action, you were telling others about the risen Lord Jesus. My friends in Christ, God's redeemed children, people who have the forgiveness of all of their sins, fellow heirs of eternal life in heaven. We are what we are. And we are whose we are. Because the disciples of Jesus Christ 2,000 plus years ago got out of that room and went out and told others about Jesus and that generation that they told about Jesus told the next generation, and that generation told the next generation, and, and so finally there was a generation that was born that told us about Jesus. We believe because someone has told us about Jesus. We have the gifts of eternal life. We have the gifts of forgiveness. We have his peace because someone brought the Bible to us that we might know. These things are written that you may believe and by believing have life in his name. So where do we go from here? We start by taking these last words of the gospel personal. These things are written that I may believe and believing have life in his name. We take those words personal and then we go out 
and with our lives and with our words, we tell others about Jesus. That's where we go from here. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.